Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, welcome back. This week on this week's episode is not sponsored by Planters Cheese Balls, but I bought some because I saw them and I was like, "Ooh, I love Planters Cheese Balls." And um, usually I get the oots. These are much cheesier. I'm oh, Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction and fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that in our opinions have not received the respect they deserve. <laughs> Just like that. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast you can give them a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is John's pick. 1984's Streets of Fire. Mm. This is a special episode, number 150. And uh, mm-hmm. this one's for Elaine's dad. Who doesn't and, listen to this podcast. But this one, you know, all those things, we have to explain things to Emily. We won't have to explain anything to Emily about this because I'm sure she's seen it. Probably. Mm-hmm. Audra, I know you hate this movie too, but please listen to the episode. It could be <laughs> enjoyable. Wow. The premise of this movie mm-hmm. is Rebel Tom Cody comes back in town to rescue his former girlfriend, rock star Ellen Aim, from a band of motorcycle gang that have kidnapped her. Mm-hmm. And hilarity ensues. Is it hilarity? An awesomeness ensues. It's awesomeness. It's awesomeness. <laughs> awesomeness. <laughs> All right, this is... Um, I would call this pants hilarity. <laughs> okay. There's um, a lot of pants of ridiculous proportions in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> pants. <laughs> it's so true. There's pants. some silly pants in this Cody's movie. pants no are crazy. Um, Raven's pants are crazy. What the fuck are those? Those are patent leather waiters that come past your nipples. <laughs> um, the jumpsuit that McCoy is wearing, silly. It's just. Um, those are. It was a different time back then. Actually, I think all of those took place. All of those are from different times. Well, it, tells, it tells you right in the beginning what you're getting into. It says it's a rock and roll fable, and it's in another time and another place. That's, so it's oh. That you don't believe, but Star Wars she gets because it says little galaxy far, far a long time, long, long time ago. Everything's cool. Same I thing. Didn't, I, didn't, Same I, thing. I just said it says it's another time and another place where they have ridiculous pants. Ellen <laughs> Ames. Wait, the only pants that make any sense is Ellen Ames' outfit she's wearing, which is two toned. Half of it, ha- she only has one sleeve. And luckily, she's wearing pants mm-hmm. yeah. because at first I thought she wasn't. I was like, damn, that's a risque little dress you got on. <laughs> All right, well, so this movie got a 6.7 out of 10 IMDb. That seems high. Uh, three out of four by Roger Ebert. Wow. A 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. With a 70% audience score. Huh. There's a lot of love for this flick. Well, people really, really like it. Wow. And if you had VH1 in the 90s, you saw it every other weekend. And I watched it every other weekend because she's fired on. It had a budget. Of, I just had it and lost it, so I'm gonna six dollars. <laughs> a budget of fourteen million. Let's say all the motorcycles in this. Yeah, spend some money. Yeah, it had to be the motorcycles. And the cars were really nice. There's a lot of motorcycles in this movie. There was an, and it wasn't just like um, motorcycles. They had like strange vehicles. Yeah, they were just driving cars around. and <laughs> like mm-hmm. trikes and yeah, all kinds of other. Like a chariot. Baker's. There was a chariot at one point. 
Cobra's car, I think, is in this. Um, yes, there is a 1950s Mercury in this, so this is my second movie in a row with a 1950s Mercury. So. It's a theme. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, this movie worldwide made, um, I don't know why I said worldwide because it didn't release worldwide. It Much like Flash Gordon. <laughs> what it was, was it, just uh, VHS? <laughs> no, this was in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. But uh, only in this country. Yeah, $8,089,290. Oh. $8, wow. Um, this is 1980s, 84 money, though, so it's right, quite right. a bit more now. Still, not um, didn't make its budget back. Yeah, did not make its budget back. Um, this was coming off of Eddie and the Cruisers, which is Michael Parra's movie, I think right before this, yeah. or maybe like a year or so before this. And that was a big hit. Mm-hmm. And On the Dark Side was the song from that movie. Yeah. It was very big still. So they were thinking they are going to ride that momentum. And didn't in, quite work out. In the, trilog- in the trivia, I read that this was originally planned as a trilogy um, surrounding um, his... It was just going to follow his... Adventures. Mm-hmm. This was Adventure One of Sam Cody in a three-part Tom series. Cody. I'm sorry, Tom <laughs> Cody. Probably Tom Cody and McCoy. It was going to be like their little duo, but this movie did so bad that they scrapped the rest, which was a shame. I guess, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> well, the the writer and director of this is a man named Walter Hill, which you may have known from a couple things called The Warriors, hmm. Alien. Well, he was a producer on Alien. Hmm. Uh, I think he also directed that. Let me check real quick. Stand by. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Warriors, yes. He did 48 Hours. Mm-hmm. Treat to Fire. Brewster's Millions, which is a great movie I'm going to do soon. Nice. I like that movie. Um, Red Heat. Another 48 Hours. I haven't seen that in a long time, Red Heat. I don't uh, think I've seen Red Heat. With uh, Jim... Is it Jim Belushi? Yeah, no, Jim Belushi. Don't me. And Schwarzenegger. I never heard right? of it. Yeah. yeah, I don't recall that movie at all. If I've seen it, it's a good I movie. don't remember it. I have no recollection. Hmm. Maybe you should put it on your list. Warriors, huh? come out and play. 80s and 90s action movies are really great. I generally like them all. And this is the epitome of them. This one? This movie right here. This one. This one. <laughs> this one? This Still this one. Um, Not Cobra? <laughs> no. Now, normally, you know, we do a... Starring this, and you give a list. But we're going to change it up this time, because this movie has so many great stars, and as they show up, we'll bring them up. But we're going to talk about a few. Uh, Michael Parr, as I mentioned, is the, the star. You may have you may know him from Eddie and the Cruisers, or Eddie and the Cruisers 2, Eddie right. Lives. Or Hope He's Floats. A, Welcome or back Hope to floats. the podcast. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he was also in this little thing called The Lincoln Lawyer, which is a great movie, and you need to watch that shit. That's the one where Lincoln, at the end, jumps up and goes, yeah! No. No, oh, that, that no. was Flash Gordon. Oh, okay, my bad. It stars Matthew McConaughey as Lincoln. Oh. That's not true. I'm lying. That's not true. It does um, No, that, that was one about a barber and his wife. Oh. And she was beautiful. Uh, Diane. He saved every one of us. Cobra? Yes. <laughs> Marion Cobretti saved every one of us and murdered like 17 people, but no, it saved like, us. It was a lot more than that. And he, he is America. It was damn near if it's America's ass. <laughs> he right. was America. So this also stars Diane Lane. Welcome back to the podcast, Must Love Dogs. This is two movies in a and row Superman where we had somebody Batman. from Must Love Dogs. Yes, and Superman vs. Batman. Martha. Oh, yeah, she's Martha. <laughs> Holy shit. I forgot she was Martha. How did you forget that, man? She's Martha. It's she's hard fucking to... Martha. It's actually, Diane Lane was only 18. She's so young here that she, she does not look like yeah, herself. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard to see the Diane Lane that we know. But Tony was like, she's just one of those rare women that she's hot today she was hot then she's a gorgeous woman yeah. Yeah, she is. <laughs> like mary steenburgen <laughs> i think elena's a thing about mary steenburgen i just like her keeps bringing her up <laughs> yeah. all right also starring amy madigan which you may know from such things as field of dreams mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and Uncle Buck. Mm-hmm. She's so great in Uncle Buck. She I is love great in Uncle movie. Buck. Yeah. Nothing like this character. No. So she's got range. Mm-hmm. And this uh, this guy you may have heard of, Rick Moranis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in this uh, little little ditty called Ghostbusters. Can I do Honey Ash Run the Kids? Dark Helmet. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was also uh, Lord Space Helmet. Spaceballs. It's Space not balls. sci-fi elements. Can, well, no, I mean, it's definitely sci-fi. Can I do Honey Ash Run the Kids? Uh, I don't think it's underappreciated. I think can, it's old. But... Can yeah. I do Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Sure. Because I really like that movie. Only, only if you bring... Inner o- Space is not underappreciated, <laughs> but maybe I should just do it anyway. Only if you bring oatmeal cream cookies. Oh, shit. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. There's a buy-in fee for that. And the last one I'm going to talk about is uh, Willem Dafoe. From who, Death Note. <laughs> from Death Dafoe. Note. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> and he's been in such other ditties as uh, Spider-Man. Yes. And... Oh, boy. Nosferatu. <laughs> he's been in a lot of stuff. This is one of his first movies. It's it's early it's on like everybody's career. It's his third or fourth movie that he wow. did. He's, He's so young. He at, looks so at the time. Like Michael Parry got top bail, billing. Yeah, and, wow. and now he does like cameos. He's like, yes. yeah. So. All right. Um, I have some reviews here somewhere, but while I look for those, Carly, what did you think going in? I thought I'm probably not gonna like this. <laughs> See, but that's not the way to go into a movie, Carly. That's funny because I thought you would like this. Just. You know, I didn't know anything about it. It's another one I went into cold, but that's the best. Eighty, I, unlike Elaine, eighties action films not really my bag. <laughs> All right then, Tony. I have never seen this movie, and I there's an anime that I like called Bubblegum Crisis that this is partially based off of. So I was like, well, cool, finally get to see it. Mm. Well, that is partially based off this. Yeah, yeah, that Bubblegum is based <laughs> off of this. This came first. Elaine. I thought, oh, it's going to make me watch Streets of Fire. <laughs> I don't want to watch Streets of Fire. Did you think that? In that yes. voice? Yes. Or did she say that? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> the voice. She probably said it, too. Well, here's some a uh, couple of reviews. Here's one entitled, This Is My Childhood. Oh. Oh. Oh, did I write this? <laughs> <laughs> is it Maybe one out of ten, ten or ten out of ten? Audra, one to four. <laughs> <laughs> This <laughs> is Michigan girl Audra. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember not ever seeing this movie. Wow. Um, it's is one of the greatest movies ever because it yeah. has everything you want. <laughs> motorcycles. Like I do like motorcycles. Rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Like rock and roll. A damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. I like damsel in distress. And a dashing that hero. Does. Keep the hero. And then it goes on for like another paragraph. But it's I, definitely not I Audra or Jeff. Who's <laughs> not my sister, but my brother, who also has seen Streets of Fire way too many times. <laughs> no such thing as too many times. I don't know if Jeff listens or not. All right. Um, and here's a different review from Eric. I forgot to say what the other one was, but I had to close it out, so fuck him. Um, this is the first feature length, full length music video, and it's not a very good one. <laughs> Is it considered a rock like opera? This <laughs> guy thought it was a giant movie music video. All right. I think so. I'd like it better if it was just a music musical, <laughs> a music video. A little, it'll never be you. All right, so uh, the Universal logo starts and the music hits. We get a title card, white letters, Streets of Fire, <coughs> mm-hmm. a rock and roll fable, another time, another place. Mm-hmm. Ellen Amy and the Attackers are playing, and they're in town. It's a dumb name for a band. 
The name of the band is actually Fire Incorporated. Or That's Fire a Inc. better <laughs> fucking name, especially in a movie called Streets of Fire. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't make sense. That checks out. Yeah. I got to go with her on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Much like uh, Incredible Hulk. All right, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a scene of a couple drops. Drops. Cops flying, driving around, flying. I can't fucking talk. Um, one of them is Ed. The other one, is that other guy Slider? Well, yes, it is. From Top Gun. Yep. Slider. You stink. You stink. This guy's been in a bunch of stuff. Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Can that I fluff movie. your pillows? This is his favorite line. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, John used to watch Roxanne all the time. We have it on. I think it's over there, actually. It's a great movie. Maybe we should watch it. Not today, Oh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Has been spending a while. Yeah, I might try to go back to sleep. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the cops are driving around. We cut to, or we flash to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rick he's Moranis America? Is, <laughs> Rick Moranis' character, Billy, and he's complaining about what a dump this place is. He says it's the shits. And Ellen hits the stage, and it is amazing. <laughs> this is a weird character for Rick Moranis. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. always pleasant. And like or funny or dorky, yeah. and this he's like, mean. So like a mean and surly. Like yeah, it's a really weird character for him to play. But he's got rage, apparently. What was it that? Oh, it was that uh, way back in our second episode ever when John did um, what was that movie? The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon, and there was the producer guy. Uh, Eddie Arcadian. Eddie, Eddie Arcadian. So that's the character he's playing, is a real Eddie Arcadian, but he doesn't look like an Eddie Arcadian. <laughs> a real Eddie Arcadian. <laughs> real Eddie Arcadian. <laughs> As opposed to all the fake Eddie Arcadians. Um, it's plastic Eddie Arcadians. You I think watch out. this came out first. I'm sure it did. So Eddie Arcadian <clears throat> is playing Rick, is playing Billy this Fish. Might, this might be... No, Rocky. I was going to say, this might be the oldest movie. How, what did this come out in? This came out in 84. Rocky I mean, came out in 76. Flash, okay. came, Flash so besides, came out in Besides 80. Rocky, this yeah, might Flash be the oldest was 80. Movie. <laughs> Maybe Red Sonja. Mm. Uh, Red Sonja came out when? I don't know. Well, Flash I, Gordon I think, was 80. Yeah, I think Rocky's the oldest. Okay. Because that was 74. 76. Red oh, Sonja was 85. So okay. was uh, The Last Dragon. Okay. Mm. All right. So, you and me were going nowhere slowly. But it's so much better than going nowhere fast. Mm. And now the bombers, you can see them. As Ellen's on there, she's jamming out. Mm-hmm. You see the bombers have dispersed themselves. A lot of fist bumping, but not to the audience. She turns around at certain points and fist pumps to the band <laughs> to get her jam on. It's so ridiculous. She was fist pumping before it was cool. Nope. Maybe but then ready. we get a close-up of Raven. Nevermore. <laughs> and he says, get her! And the bombers attack. And they just start beating the bejesus out of people. It's just, you know, dogs and cats are living mm. together. It's mass hysteria. They kidnap her. No they bejesus. kidnap her. Mm-hmm. No bejesus left in any And, and she's is... screaming and saying, put me down, wait a minute, and wait he does a not wait, care. Wait a minute. Is that Bill Paxton? It is Bill Paxton. Holy shit. That's, that's Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton's going to save her. <laughs> nope. That's exactly Bill Paxton gets said. his ass kicked and gets thrown off the stage. Welcome back from frailty. <laughs> Welcome back from, yeah, I was going to say move with the axe. Yeah. <laughs> Where he, you know, had his kids dig a pool. <laughs> And there, uh, there's a ruckus, and I could describe the ruckus, sir. <laughs> and the bull, you get the horns. So, the, and they're driving away, and there's always this black lady in orange pants, and I don't know why, but my entire life I've seen her, and she's so upset about yes, this. Yes, she is. She's, and I've always felt so bad for her, <laughs> knowing it's a movie. When I saw this, I was four, <laughs> <laughs> and some st- sticks with you. 
Much yeah, like no, you with Flash Gordon. She is sobbing and like throws something at them She's as like, they drive away. Stop! Stop! And you know what? That's acting right there. She's a big Alan Ain fan. Oh, right. aren't we all? She's the greatest. All right. And we cut to, we see that Reva, Reva is Tom's sister, uh, sends a teletype. A teletype. Well, no, Emily will, will know. She's seen this a lot. Uh, <laughs> Tom, you need to come home. I need you. I need you. Doesn't say anything else. So, of course, Tom, being an upstanding individual that he is, gets a uh, teletype from his sister. I need you come home. <laughs> he hops on the train. It's like a text. From the, from the 80s. <laughs> text from the 80s. It's, it's definitely all text. <laughs> yeah. So Tom gets off the train. He sees posters for the Ellen Ames show. And he gives a little, not really a snicker, but he acknowledges it. And he moseys on into Reva's diner. And he takes a seat. And he orders coffee. Cream of sugar? No, just black. And the Roadmasters come up in their 1950s Mercury convertible. Pretty Which cool. is the top two um, Mercury's that I've seen yeah. movies lately. I it's have to say, on this podcast, if yeah, you're going to be in a gang called the Roadmaster, you better have a fucking cool ass. <laughs> and you probably and should they wear do. checkerboard pants. But <laughs> oh, look, again, the again, pants. pants from different eras. <laughs> it's just crazy pants. This should be pants of fire. Pants of fire. Because there are some interesting pants in this movie. There is some pants. The Roadmasters come in. And just then, Reva sees Tom at the counter, and they give a, like a, I want to say it's a fuck you smile that you'd give to your sister. No, they, and they just... give it back. But it's a, it's not like a, hey, it's a, ah, you, kind no. of deal, you know? so-and-so, you. Yes. You old so-and-so. You old so-and-so. <laughs> and the roadmasters burst in the door, and Reva gives them shits, like, what are you guys doing? You know, the bombers already did this act. You guys are coming here looking like second-rate punks. This upsets the head roadmaster. Who I did not bother to look up his name. So we're going to call <laughs> Head Roadmaster. <laughs> head Roadmaster. <laughs> not to be Roadmaster. No. That's a different guy. No, he's not the, the head boy. So he comes in and he's like, when the Roadmasters are hungry, they eat. <laughs> and he was like, whatever. Doesn't does everyone? Because what else would you say? <laughs> and he's like, well, maybe we've got to mess the place up and start smacking over some ketchup bottles. That'll teach me. So then he grabs one and he goes, maybe after we're done messing this place up, maybe we'll mess you up. And he points a ketchup bottle at Reva. Right at her. And Tom's like, Psh, Oh, son hell of, no. Son of a bitch. Okay. You can, no, so he he can break her shit. Off. He takes his coat off <laughs> really? to reveal his pants in all their glory. And they cut they're, off the shirt. They're up to his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they don't seem to have any sort of button on them. They just like have a zipper. And then he's got suspenders on over, like, a blue denim shirt. With the sleeves cut off. With the sleeves cut off. And it, the sleeves are, like, frayed at the edges, like, where they're cut off. I mean, this is... Like Mr. T. Yeah. And, and the head roadmaster's like... But the gotta, shirt is, like, buttoned almost all the way up. Mr. T would not button no. his buttons that high. Well, he, would, he doesn't wear shirts. <laughs> well, the head roadmaster says, you got a prominent pretty boy. And Tom just walks right through his gang and steps right in front of his face. And the guy pulls out a Bali song knife and puts it right in his face. So Tom grabs it, slaps him in the face, closes the knife, and goes, try to get punk, and I hands it back to part. him. So <laughs> like Blade basically so stole this from them. Yeah. Blade just completely. completely. So then he, he, Tom again takes the knife and starts slapping. He's like, and he's he not punching him. Shit out of him. He's bitch slapping this guy. And then, because he slaps him like six, seventeen yeah. teen times, and then finally punches <laughs> him, and he goes to sleep. And the rest of the Roadmasters are like, oh shit, we gotta fight this guy. 
So Tom's like, okay. And he grabs a coat hang, uh, not a coat hanger, a coat, coat, rack. coat rack. Thank you. And he just starts beating the bejesus out of all the roadmasters who were breaking all the ketchup bottles, mm -hmm. you know, causing a ruckus. Yeah. So what do you do? You, you throw them out of a fucking window. Basically. Throw them through my sister's. I'm like, oh, fucking broke yeah. the window. <laughs> and not only did he break one window pane, he's like, oh, there's more. And he starts breaking all the windows. Yes. Ooh. And he grabs one guy and he takes him out the front door and he throws him and he's like, go on, go home. And they run away. And they run away like little bitches. And they leaving the their road. Yeah, they hit the road, Jack, and they don't come back. Anymore. And then they leave this, their car. They leave their car, and Tom asks Reva, how do you like my new car? She says, great, looks great. Why don't you sell it? Buy me a new window. <laughs> she's, no she's, shit. But, she's got shit. But he, like, slings her arm around her, and they, like, smile. Ha, ha, ha. And, I'm like, and I'm like, bitch, you broke my window. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching this for the first time, and I'm like... What? <laughs> How close are these people? Because a minute ago they looked like strangers, and then they looked at each other, and now they're walking around arm in arm. <laughs> you didn't know they were brother and sister. No, right? I did not. <laughs> I was a little confused. So we cut to Reva and Tom, and they're tearing through the neighborhood. As Reva, uh, you know, catches Tom on what happened, you know, the bomber stole Alan's name. He's like, "How the hell did that happen?" Yeah. And just then, Slider pulls over Tom. Slider. But he has a name, but I mean, he's I, I keep, Slider. I just keep referring to him as Slider yeah, because that's what I know him here. from. And Slider asks him, "Hey, you got your you got your license? What are you driving like that for?" And he goes, "I'm sorry, officer. I must have left it at home." Just then, Ed, the other cop, walks up, and he's like, "Tom Cody." Evidently, they're they've met. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Hey, Ed." And Reba's like, "Hey, Ed. Tom just got back into town. Can you cut him a break?" And Ed's like, "Sure, I'll give him a break. Get out of here, Cody." Like Slider says, Get out of town. hey, any more driving like that, and I'm going to write you a ticket. <laughs> Tom fucking hits it and spins out. Kind of a dickhead move. Yeah. Yeah. I'm little... like, are we supposed to like this guy? Because yeah. so far he broke her windows. Stole a car. Stole a car. He's an anti-hero. And then was an asshole to the cops. He's, he's... he's an anti-hero. He's an anti-hero. <laughs> he's a mercenary. He's an anti-hero before it was cool. Trust me. Uh, the cops talk about it, and Slider's like, what's that guy's problem? And it's like he's always been kind of a, a badass, busting a few years back. Ah, sorry. <laughs> Give your phone to Tony. <laughs> All right. So, for some reason, Tom decides he's going to go to a bar. And we walk in, and yes, that is Bill Paxton again. Mm -hmm. But the better question is, what the fuck is on his head? <laughs> and what the fuck's on his teeth? Because he has one of his teeth missing. He's like, Tom, Tom Cody, how's your hammer hanging? His hair is quite amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was concerned that nobody wore uh, helmets in this movie on motorcycles, but his hair is going to save him. <laughs> it's a crash. He'll be fine. So, and he's uh, talking to Tom about how he got beat up saving his old girlfriend just then. Okay. And they, like, blacked out his tooth to make yeah. it look like he lost a tooth. But whatever they used to black it out with is so shiny. Yeah. I can't stop looking at it. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> I was like... Does he have a rotten tooth? <laughs> <laughs> he just blacked out like he got knocked out. Yeah. He tried to save Ellen and lost a tooth. Yeah. Just then we see there's a, there's a woman at the bar and she's having a drink. This is McCoy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And McCoy's like, hey, pal, can I get another drink? And uh, She doesn't Bill really Paxton. say it like that. She's like, are you going to shoot the shit with him all day or can I get another fucking drink? And he's like, how about you leave? <laughs> well, no, he says, first of all, you can run quite a tab here. Um, and she's like, what, you don't think I can't pay? And he's like, well, maybe not. Let's see the color of your money. So we don't see what she pulls, but there's definitely coins. Coins, yeah. She it's pulls coins. out a bunch of coins. <laughs> and she's like, are you satisfied? My penis is not like coins. No, I've had complaints. 
And just then, he's like, you satisfied? And she go, looks at him and looks at Tom, who she doesn't know, and says, everywhere I go, there's always an asshole. And knocks out Clyde, who's Bill Paxton, by yes. the way. So she hops the bar while Clyde's laying on the ground. Looks at Tom. Again, she doesn't know him from a can of paint. Nope. Says, hey, you got any preferences? And he says, I've always been a tequila man. Meanwhile, Tom's laughing at Clyde. Yeah. Evidently, they're not that close. No. <laughs> so she grabs a bottle of tequila, hops back over the bar, and puts her hat on and says, let's get out of here. We got a... We got a walk and talk here with Tom and McCoy, and they talk about how they were both soldiers who recently uh, were discharged. And they get to his, his car and says, Is that your car? Yeah, real nice. Hey, Cody, that's your name, right? Tom Cody? Yeah. You got a spare bed? And he's like, Oh, looking for a little tumble? And he's like, And she's like, No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just want something to I, sleep. I just want a spare bed. And last time I heard, you know, hotels cost money. And he's like, uh, I guess I've been having that kind of luck with women. And she goes, Somehow getting girls is not the biggest problem you have in life. Yeah. But for real, I just need a spare bed. And he's like, okay. And they get in. And they're driving away. And they go to the house. And they're at the house and we cut in McCoy. She's smoking what looks like the fucking filter. You shouldn't smoke the filter. I always heard that'll give you cancer. Oh. Unlike the rest of the cigarette. That's where they keep all the unsafe parts. (laughs) Unlike the rest of the cigarette. That's completely (laughs) Meanwhile, Bill Paxton's still unconscious at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Getting robbed. So Tom walks in. His best friend. He took off his shirt. Not his his suspender pants. He removed the suspenders, took off his shirt, put the suspenders back on. Apparently this is an alternate universe where belts have not been created. (laughs) Everyone uses suspenders. Oh, no, no. No, because McCoy has some sort of something tied around the middle of her fucking coverall, coverall jumpsuit. That's true, That's she does. True. It looks, and it's super thick. It looks, you're right, there's no belts because it looks like she tied a fucking scarf around her waist. <laughs> and he notices that she's got a gun. He goes, you always come walking around packed? And she's like, I told you I was a soldier. And he says, well, don't go pointing that at me. I wouldn't like it. She goes, I wouldn't point it unless I'm going to use it. Like, There's a lot of dialogue in this movie that you're like, why are we saying this? <laughs> don't point a gun Tony at me. Like, I got a gun. Don't point it at me. I wasn't going to. Well, don't. All right. That's not like a question or a I'm tougher than you statement. Yeah. <laughs> oh a lot of the dialogue in this movie are questions. <laughs> so, um, yeah. We really need a stop. I we really need a soundbite of um, Simon from Ups and Downs going stuff just happens. <laughs> By the way, I have a question. At some point, Tony and I, Tony said, they're still rolling opening credits. Is it still happening Oh my now? God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like this movie's oh an hour God. and a half. The first half hour is so opening long. credits. <laughs> like they're driving seeing, around and we're still seeing you see opening this, credits. You see this sometimes in movies where the credits go on forever and like they'll stop doing credits. You're like, okay, cool. Cool, the credits are over. It's fine. They'll do a little scene, and then they'll do credits again. You're like, yeah. are we still doing credits? <laughs> I like it when you've had three scenes, and then you get credits, and you're like, wait, what? How <laughs> oh, many what? fucking people credits? are in this movie? There's only six people in this fucking movie, man. How many credits do we need? But yeah, it, 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 credits are still going. <laughs> <laughs> the credits go until the credits have to start again. <laughs> very proud people of this movie. <laughs> After the, the sledgehammer fight is when the opening credits end. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we'll get to, we'll oh, get, spoilers! We'll get to that. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Nobody touched it. <laughs> that was weird. Apparently, it's your birthday. Oh, it's man. my birthday pick. 
Anyway, so Tom. It's <laughs> our anniversary. It is. It's the podcast birthday. Yeah, sure. So Tom goes back to his room and he looks in his wallet and he's got a picture thing. Like they don't do that in wallets anymore. We carry pictures in your wallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't really do that anymore. But you That's hear. You carry on pictures phone. on your phone. Yeah. But we have a nice song. You can't hear it, but it's very slow. And you, and you, and you hear Ellen singing in the back. But he's thinking about her and his lost love. Are you love. playing the song? Yeah, yes. I got an ass. <laughs> but then it's picture a, in his wallet looks like an it's, old. It looks like it's from the 1830s. <laughs> she had a sit for an oil painting. It might be a painting from Is Captain that America. Her? Is that it's her. It's her middle school picture. Because all right, so which unfortunately was only four years ago. She's also from another era. How old is okay? So Tom Cody has to be like twenty six. He's been sure. in and out of the, the military, so he's got to be mid to late. And 20s. I mean, he's still young, but we have to assume he's like twenty six. We'll go with that. How old is Ellen? H? Ellen's supposed to be twenty eight. She's supposed to be twenty eight. Oh, she's, so then he's got to be like thirty. He's probably but the same age. I you get the idea. They grew up together. When we first saw the cops, she's supposed to be twenty eight. Yeah. The one cop says he uh, he belongs in the ju. He's with all the other juvenile delinquents, and I'm like, he's not a juvenile. <laughs> <laughs> well, he should have been back then. All right. Well, anyway, this motivates Tom, and he tells Reva to get Billy Fish because he's gonna. He's going to go get her, but he's not doing it for nothing. And we cut to Tom the next morning. Ellen paid him. (laughs) With the... (laughs) We're going to get to that. So Tom goes to get see his buddy Pete. And Reva and McCoy come up, get up, and um, um, McCoy thanks Reva for the couch. And she says, you're the first girl Tom ever brought home who used it. (laughs) And... And McCoy says, well, sometimes you, you got to not make it so easy for him. So you get the impression that she was kind of into Tom. But the rest of the movie, you don't get that impression at all. She just doesn't give it away. <laughs> She's got some standards. Yeah, good she for her. She likes to know a guy more than just somebody who will steal a bottle of booze with you. <laughs> <laughs> get drunk on tequila. Anyway, so Pete has a bunch of uh, guns that he sells Tom. And he's, the, the guy that he got it from was real sex. It's all, all custom. And Which, we, why would I want somebody else's custom gun? <laughs> Because they're real nice. That doesn't make it nice. That just means it customized to somebody else's specification. And it's easier to trace, I would think. <laughs> he's, he's buying these. Uh, this is another the... time. Another... <laughs> Carl, let's not that's worry. True. That's, that's, true. Too. that's true. That's true. The cops let them have they a don't sledgehammer have... fight in the street <laughs> to solve their differences. In this <laughs> so they don't have gun tracing. <laughs> yeah, they, everybody well, knows that. No, they also, have, there's... They hey, have gun this, belts. This singer was stolen from a club in front of people and the cops are like, yeah, it happens. <laughs> what? And everybody knows where she is. Yeah, everyone and knows she's still she's there. At. Wait, no, during the bomber attack, after they stole her, the cops appeared and all they did was crash their car. Yeah. yeah. I left that part out. Where, where Slider says these guys are going to pay and then flips his car. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the madness that takes over. I hope he means pay for my car repairs yeah. because I need a paint job. <laughs> That was also a 1950s Studebaker. It's All right. fine. They just rolled it back over. It's still running. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, that thing was a tank. It's a car from the 50s. It's <laughs> <laughs> like four parts in it anyway. It's like, wait a minute, there's a scratch. Yeah. <laughs> I just got all the guys from my replacement football team, and we just flipped the back over. There you go. Exactly. All right, so we cut to the diner where Tom meets Billy. And Billy's sitting there, and uh, he says he's going to get Ellen back. And he says, you and what army? He goes, 
I'm gonna get her back. You got a better volunteer? He goes, I want 10 grand. He goes, fine, no problem. You gotta earn it. He goes, oh, I'll earn it. And you're gonna help. And Billy's like, look, musclehead, no one's that stupid. I pay you, you go get her, I wait here. And, he go, and Tom gets a little offended. He's like, you rich guys think you can always hire guys like me to do this. You're coming. I'm sitting there like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I, know, and I don't think like Mr. Fish put out an ad in the paper for mercenaries. <laughs> you just showed up and said, if you pay me all this money, I'll go get her. But I'm going to force you to come with me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, the reason he needs Billy's because we heard earlier in the movie that uh, Billy Fish used to book bands in the, in the battery where the bombers hang out. Mm-hmm. So he needs Billy because he knows his way around. And I suddenly have a hankering for Intimate's cake. Anybody else want some Intimate's cake? <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway. Is it because hand motion? Yeah, I don't know. Man, ben. Anyway, so Billy reluctantly agrees. And McCoy is still in the diner drinking coffee because... Why not? Yeah. She doesn't have anywhere better to she be. She ain't got nowhere to be. She don't have a car, so... <laughs> not yet. Walk All right, so... She's low on funds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, McCoy comes down and says, Hey, you're going to get uh, Ellen? I'll help. And Tom's like, Yeah, I don't think so. And she's like, Come on, Cody. You know, you don't have references for this kind of work. I'm plenty good, and I won't let you down. She used to be a soldier. She's a soldier. But she has Mr. Gone. Fish says, is a I'm jerk not, face. He's like, <laughs> I'm not paying you to take along some skirt. And I don't think anybody would ever describe McCoy as a, as a skirt. <laughs> no. <laughs> McCoy maybe, has maybe. pants. Yeah. <laughs> Big pants. <laughs> Probably with Doc Martens on. <laughs> with combat boots, to say the least. She's what was called a shit kicker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she would not. But anyway, that. McCoy's like, you know. Guess what? If it's going to piss off this dude, come on. Let's <laughs> Let me do it. So Cody's like, all right, I'll cut you in for 10%. But if you start dragging ass, I'll leave you back there. Just then, McCoy buttons her top button on her jacket. Why? Reasons. <laughs> because she likes to wear it like a cape. Anyway. <laughs> because it's the only button that's buttoned on this jacket. That is the important thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like she had it all the rest of the way buttoned up no. and just buttoned the zipper so wide open. Business. No, Maybe. no, she just buttoned this one Maybe. like a cape. It's because they're about to get into a convertible and she doesn't want her coat to be like, shh. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, because that's what happens in convertibles. Your coat just goes, <laughs> Don't worry about that. We're going to skip over it. Anyway. Picture that however you want. <laughs> so Cody gives you see Jurassic the Park. Remember the dinosaur with the frills and the That's what happens. Mm. All right. So Tom sees Reba and he says, don't worry, they always hire bums like me to do jobs like this. And I'm like, really? You volunteered. <laughs> you were not sought out. No. So, and they're driving and McCoy and Fish do not get along. Fish and they're bickering back and forth. And McCoy has a great line here. She says, it's hard to figure out what's more pathetic, the way you look or the way you dress. Mm. And that's saying something. And he's like, these clothes cost more than you make in a year. Ooh, we get Ric Flair on it. <laughs> Ooh. He does have on a nice bow tie. And Tom uh. says, I can see working with you two is going to be real treat. All right. And Billy says, I think Alan's at Torchy's. Um, if there's anywhere, she's going to be there. He's book bands there. It's the shits. That's kind of his catchphrase, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's the shits. The shits is what you get when you eat. <laughs> That's the kid. And also, torchies. <laughs> all right, so Tom tells McCoy, all right, kill the lights and pull over to the bridge. Just then. 
This is the best song in this movie. We cut the torchies! <laughs> <laughs> and inside torchies, we get a hint of um, Raven, who's wearing... Elaine, what is he wearing? Mm. <sighs> I've always described these as patent leather waders. But really, waders come much lower cut than this, because the top of these... Overalls, if you will, <laughs> are above his nipples. There's only two inches away from his collarbone. I so they must but, be. But no belt. <laughs> no belt, no. I think they must be overalls of some sort. I kept calling them patent leather, leather overalls. <laughs> I've always referred to them as waders because that's what they remind me of. But based on the budget of this movie, I think maybe they were real leather. It kind of looks like in those old. Um... Our gang shows where the kids would dress as a grown-up. So you'd have one guy that had pants on his up to his chest, and the other guy would sit on his shoulders and wear a trench coat. Yes. Except there's no kid wearing a trench coat on top of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I thought no, because you'd mess up that beautiful hair. Wow. I thought hair. Willem Dafoe's outfit and the chick dancing on the bar, who at first I thought was a man, because that is a shapeless woman. <laughs> yeah. No, she looked like extras. Well, wait a I minute. Like they got their costumes from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> if you don't think she's got a shape, wait till they start pulling for clothes. The I the lady who dances on the bar has always uh, reminded me of Gozer. Gozer. Mm-hmm. But the one on the bar was also the actual dancer in Flashdance. Oh. I have always thought that Willem Dafoe's le- plant, patent leather waders are the most ridiculous costume choice I've seen in any movie. And that ever. comes from the fishnet onesie that this woman's wearing. Yes. <laughs> so, um,. We see the, the stripper. She's dan- well, she's not really stripping as much as her clothes are coming off. Uh, the no, bar. they ripped them off her. <laughs> well, she, they ripped off her skirt. She took off her shirt by herself. Yes. I mean, she obviously doesn't have a problem with it. Right. And it's... But... So just then, Raven walks in to where they have Ellen tied to a bed. Mm-hmm. He with tries to whips. kiss her. With whips. <laughs> whips are tying her to this bed. <laughs> well, they don't have belts. Again. It's whips. Do you know, fun fact, those are the same whips that Flash Gordon, <laughs> Flash Gordon and um, whatever his name, Balrog, used. Baron. Balrog. Him too. Prince Balrog's Baron. in this movie. No. We'll get to that. All right. So he tries to kiss her and she like turns no. her head. And she's, she's like, like, no. She's like, and she, no. And he says, you know, you're making this hard on yourself. You and I, you know, we fall in love for like a week or two. A week or two. <laughs> and then I let then you I let go. go. She goes, what do you think I am, Flash Gordon? <laughs> He's Ming the Merciless over here. <laughs> and she's like, no. <laughs> and it cuts away. Um, so Tom and the Revengers are on their way. And he tells them, all right, from this point on, if you mess up, you're walking home. And they get startled by someone. Oh, oh. And they start, but, but who is it? Who, who is it? Oh, yeah, that's Ed Begley Jr. Yeah, you know, from uh, Batman and Robin. Yep, welcome back to the podcast, Ed Bigley Jr. <laughs> and he startles him, and Rick Moranis is like, "Let's get out of here, get away from us." And the guy's like, "Ooh, you're afraid," and short. And McCoy, McCoy starts laughs. laughing. He's like, "Ha ha ha ha!" It's like, "You're not that much taller than him, McCoy." Yeah, <laughs> but but anyway. he's a man that's different. Yeah. So, and. Like, I bet you you guys are here looking for the girl. It's like, what makes you say that? Well, it's 10 o'clock at night. You guys are here working around in the dark. Mm-hmm. Like, well, where is she? Torchy, second floor. And Tom says, pay him. And Mr. Fish is Fish. like, why? Yeah. Says, I told you she was a Torchy. <laughs> why? Look, you give him some of your money, or I'll give him some of your money. So just then, Ed Bagel Juice still had his hand out. So Rick yeah, Moran's mm-hmm. give him some money, and they walk away, and they, and they just they keep on walking. And Rick Moran is here, or Billy, says... You don't need him to tell you about it. he was a torchies. I told you he was a torchies. I am a schmuck, or I am a shithead. 
All right, and there we go. <laughs> so then we're back at Torchy's. <laughs> and we see Tom starting to scope the place out. And he's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Fish, you go back and get the car. Be back here in 15 minutes. And I mean 15 minutes. McCoy, you walk through the front door. If you can make it up to the second floor to help me out, great. If not, don't worry about it. I'll handle it. Hmm. And McCoy says, great, Cody. Just what I always wanted to do. Take on the bombers. Like she didn't know what she fucking signed up for yeah, outside the goddamn car. All right. So, McCoy comes into the into Torchies and we get some more stripper dancing. But now she takes off her shirt. Mm. So you can see... Tony wasn't looking. I was like, uh-oh, you're going to miss TikTok. <laughs> now, in the version that I watched, it wasn't much TikTok. But I remember watching this as, as a small child and, and seeing boobies. You see under boob. No, no, I got full nipples. I know. Yeah, that's not. You don't need the you don't need the hand signals, though, do you? That must <laughs> not. Maybe you watched the director's cut. Maybe, maybe, maybe mom had the director's cut. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents let you watch a lot of things with boobs. That's true. It was the eighties. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah, and boobs I, were I, totally okay in the. 80s. And I noticed yeah. that this woman is very skinny. Like Carla said, like she's ultra skinny, and it was like maybe it's from all this constant hard dancing that she's doing. Like maybe. she's working it. Dancers are generally in really good shape. Well, she's got to do this all all night long. Yeah. She must be tired when she goes. So I'm like, hey, baby, you want to get down? She's like, no, I no. want to go to bed. <laughs> I'm fucking tired. I want to clean smell. all the spilf off yeah, of me. This place no. is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> In case you haven't heard. So McCoy is surveying the area, and we cut to Tom, who's on the rooftops, lurking like he's fucking Batman. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't understand this plan at all. And McCoy runs into some dude. He's like, hey, you come around here often? And she's like, only when I'm looking for some action. And she's, and he says, you're looking at the right guy. And she says, oh, I like a guy who's got confidence. And they're off to do the hibbity-dibbity. Or are so they? he thinks. So he thinks. <laughs> McCoy sees Raven and wants to go that way. And he pulls her. He's like, no, 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 that, that's the card game. We're going over here to the Pleasure Palace. To the hibbity-dibbity <laughs> room. Pleasure Palace. <sighs> so they get into the Pleasure Palace, and he kisses her, like, hard. And he's like, she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, kill her. Mind if I take my jacket off? And he says, you can take up anything you want. She's like, all right. So she like, yeah, just the one button. <laughs> <laughs> so she pulls off the one button, yeah. pulls out a gun, puts it in his face. Damn. And he's like, what is this, baby? This thing loaded or what? And she says, we're playing a new game here. Your mom's going to like it. It's called Lights Out. And she mollywops him with the with the gun. <laughs> Pistol whips him. No, mollywop is better. <laughs> mollywop. And he's out. Yeah. And for the, for the duration of the fucking film, mm-hmm. his, his eyes are closed hard. for the season. All right, so now she leaves the party room, and Tom takes position. She kicks in the door of the card game and points a gun at everybody. Raven barely notices her yeah. and keeps smoking. <laughs> and she says, knock, knock. And I'm thinking, don't they all have guns? Like, <laughs> Well, you don't want to reach for a gun if someone has a gun pointed at you. because We'll get to that because what happens later is she shoots somebody. Yeah. So Tom starts shooting holes in bikes. Also, this movie, 90% of the people in the movie have a rifle. It's really mm-hmm. weird. It's another time. Another I don't yeah. understand this plan. So Tom's going to post up outside and take out bikes. She's going to hold Raven at gunpoint. Who's supposed to be rescuing Alan Aim? It uh. doesn't make But he's not even in the building. Yet. <laughs> Does make sense. All right, so back at the card game. This is a stupid plan. <laughs> Raven has to stop one of his henchmen says, you go ahead, take that money. And he says, I don't think she's here for the money. Just then, uh, Tom's still shooting holes in bikes. One of Raven's guys cut exploding back. Exploding bikes. Yeah, exploding them. This yeah, because that's how bikes work. Especially <laughs> incendiary rounds. Yes. 
Okay. These are special. He was like, rounds. "What are these made Look, of? Did you not hear the guy? <laughs> did you not hear him? This is all custom stuff." <laughs> no, no, but at one point, one of the bikes slide to the side and hits a bunch of bikes and explodes. <laughs> <laughs> all the bikes explode in this movie. <laughs> well, they blew. All, they didn't have the budget for uh-huh. that ring that makes people, you know, just annihilate. So. <laughs> well, not everybody does. <laughs> so just then, one of Raven's guys goes to make a move, and McCoy fucking shoots him. Uh, Tom kicks in the door. Pulls out that same Bali song knife and cuts the whips. Yes. And Ellen is free. And wouldn't you know? So just then we cut back to McCoy. She says, All right, guys, it's been a slice and shuts the door. And who does she run into? Of all the people at Torchies, it's amazing. She goes right to Tom Cody, you know the name. <laughs> Good call. She, it's like, Oh, hey. And she says, Who are you? And McCoy says, Yeah, I'm a big fan. Let's go. <laughs> And they hit the. They no one stops them because they go all the way downstairs and at the front door. They're, they're still playing cards. They're and, not giving, <laughs> this is an important game. And Billy is there 15 minutes, like he should have been. And Billy says, "Oh, Ellen, I'm so glad to see you. Get in. Let's get out of here." Mm-hmm. And Tom tells him, "Meet me at the Main Street overpass." And Ellen goes, "No, I want to stay with you." Yeah, I don't think she would. Have, I think that was a bad line there. Mm-hmm. She have thrown that line out. That's what she says. And she does say that. And Tom says, "Get out of here. I'm going to run these guys for a while." And Billy's like, all right, if we don't see you, have a good life, and drives away. <laughs> Which is the only acceptable response to that. <laughs> you don't want to come? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Team Billy. See ya. So now, I don't know, conservatively, there's like, what, 50 bombers there? Oh, my God. Every time we see them rolling around, there's more of them. Yeah, How many people are in this gang? And they all follow the movie rules and attack Tom Cody one at a time. Because in the beginning, I'm like, why does nobody stand up to this gang? And then by the end, you're like, oh, because most of the city because is this like gang. Because there's like a thousand of them. <laughs> yeah. So, also, and, also, I forgot yeah. to point out, I'm sorry. Uh, Earlier in the movie, they meet at noon. I don't know what you said. I'm just going to keep on. <laughs> they meet at noon at the diner. Right. And then they drive to the battery, and it's like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. How fucking far away is the battery? <laughs> it can't be that far. It takes them like all day and then overnight to get back. <laughs> So what I'm, picturing, <laughs> what I'm picturing is, you know, in Batman Begins, how Ar- how there's like that separate island that Arkham is on in the middle of Gotham. Yeah, sure. That's how I picture the battery. No. It's like in the middle of whatever weirdo city this is. So what you're saying is that's where Martha was? <laughs> no, I'm saying this is where the ser- Scarecrow is doing his crazy Martha. stuff. Martha! But so I'm picturing the battery is like a section of the city where it's just... Where the gang lives. Well, <laughs> so Tom is... It's a shadowy spot. We don't like, go there. What it's did like they Portsmouth. do for the rest of the day? They just now got here. <laughs> they had to stop for a, a Popeye's chicken sandwich. It takes a while. <laughs> so Tom's just beating the bejesus out of guys. And at one point, he finds like a gas line and is hitting it with his gun. And no one around him notices. So then he runs away, takes aim, and shoots the gas line. Sure. Sure. And he steals a motorcycle. And as he's stealing There's a, a motorcycle... Line. The streets are on fire. Mm-hmm. And who just walks through in his patent leather waiters? <laughs> Raven. Raven. It's Raven. He says, well. Nevermore. Looks like I finally found someone who likes to play as rough as I do. You made him very southern. <laughs> That's kind of how he sounds. Yeah. He says, you're crazy if you think I'm not coming for her. And for my wear shirt. <laughs> no, he wears a hell of a shirt, damn it. He wears a hell of a shirt. <laughs> And he says, oh, why don't you give me your name? And Tom, without without thinking about it, it's like, Tom Cody. 
He goes, no, you're getting something. Like, I got the gun. Why? Yeah. Why did you tell him? And Ray goes, <laughs> I can get. Guns. I can get guns, tough guy. Lots of them. Which obviously he's running a fucking gang yeah. up in here of hope. like five hundred guys. Yeah. <laughs> so he says he's coming for her and come up for you. And Tom drives away on his second second stolen vehicle of the movie, and we're at the Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> so yeah. It is Grand Theft Auto. He's pretty much jumping whatever. So at the you're. at the overpass, McCoy is smoking because it's been five minutes that she smoked. Mm-hmm. And in movies back then, you were allowed to smoke. Yes. And she's the good guy. So yes. She fucking chain smokes. Ooh, she's yeah. blowing smoke rings in fucking what's her name's house. Yeah, she she's staying at someone's house, blowing smoke rings in the living room. Yep. Like back when I was okay. Yeah. All right. So Billy wants to leave without them. Ellen is like, "Yeah, I don't think so. We're gonna stay." And Billy tells him, "Hey, look, he's getting paid. He, can, he takes his chances." And she's like, "Wait, what?" Just then, McCoy says, too bad, Billy. Ellen's old flame just showed up. And Billy's like, wait, what? What you mean old flame? So Tom gets off his motorcycle, walks up, puts his gun at the ready, like holds it with both arms, like parade rest. It's like, let's go. (laughs) Terrible fucking acting. But better than that Uh, thing from... Terrible (laughs) fucking acting? I'm glad you finally admitted it. Terrible fucking acting. Just that one scene. You, Audra, he said it. (laughs) <laughs> There's no reason it's canon that. this is going to be right, out there in the universe stop? forever <laughs> no alright so they're on the move <sighs> why he <laughs> lost her place yeah Billy wants to know about this old flame stuff and Ellen's like I don't want to talk about it right now Billy mm-hmm. which makes sense because they're on the run yeah. I was just kidnapped and then rescued could I have a minute yeah I need a moment and All a right. shower yeah, and they're on the move. Maybe Billy tells them. Um, Billy tell. Blah, Billy says, "All right, good job. We're on our way home now." And Tom's like, "Yeah, we gotta burn the car." And they're like, "What do you mean get rid of the car? Why do we gotta rid of the car?" Because they, they've seen the car. Or yeah. people are gonna recognize yeah. the car. And it's kind of that car sticks out. There's only one car in the city. It's all motorcycles. <laughs> no, there's the police car. Oh, that's right, the police cars. And there's the chariot. <laughs> <laughs> so they pull off, and now they're on foot, and they find a magic elevator. Sure. Ellen tells McCoy and Billy to take the lift because she wants to talk to Tom alone. So Tom and Ellen go up the stairs and she want, and Tom wants to know, what do you want? And she's like, I have a lot to say to you, Tom. And he's like, no, you don't. They were pretty hot and heavy back in the day, though. Yeah. They we, only say that seven times. Yeah. <laughs> we learned that Ellen's career was really taking off and that Tom left to join the army. And he tells her he's like her now. He does what he's good at and he does it for money. This upsets Ellen. And they meet up with Billy and McCoy. And Ellen is visibly upset. Yeah. And Tom tells Billy, uh, I think I might have said something to upset your girlfriend. I'm real sorry about that. And Billy's like, what did he say? Did he say something about me? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Yeah, that's what upset what? her. <laughs> you know, your asshole boyfriend that's a piece of shit. I called him an asshole that was a piece of shit. Oh, that must have upset her. <laughs> and they walk on. And we have a song break for no reason. It's just a, it's time for a music video. This is the commercial break for the movie's video. And it's just Ellen. She's singing. I don't know why they play this song, but sure, why not? Why wouldn't they play this song? Hmm. All right. And I w- would have played that song, but I only have so many places on the space on the song board here. <laughs> and there's better songs at the end, and I'm, I saved it for those. All right. And just then, they go into a bar, and they're walking through a bar, which seems reasonable. And Ellen is spotted by a fan whose name is Baby Doll. And Baby Doll 
And yes, that is Elizabeth Daly from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Dottie? <laughs> He's your loner, Dottie. A rebel. <laughs> and for some reason, she just joins the gang. <laughs> and no one says, There's a lot of that in this movie. Why There's, are you following us around? This gang has a bit of a Congo line thing going on where anybody <laughs> that interacts with anyone in the gang is now in the gang. And for some reason, there's this fan, and she's just like, all right, sure, why not? She's like, look, you got to get off the street, though, because the cops know that whoever took out the, what was that area? Torchies, the battery. The battery, the battery yeah. is going to come through here. Yeah, the and cops apparently are, these why? are some dirty cops. The cops are going to come after you for saving the girl that got kidnapped, because how dare you? And before I forget, you know the wrestler Raven? Mm-hmm. Yes. He was always billed from the battery. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because of this. Nevermore. It's too bad he didn't do his hair like uh, Willem Dafoe. It's too bad he didn't wrestle in patent leather waders. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should wear that look. It's such a quality. It's such a power move. It's a power move. The really Jim did, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyway. So, Tom just walks out in the street in front of a bus. And Bird is visibly upset. He's like, what the hell is wrong with you? He's like, we need help. We're gonna, and he's like, no one gets on my bus. I don't care. Not No one, not ever. Tom opens his... Jack is. He's a gun. The bird goes, but we're very flexible. (laughs) (laughs) Where y'all need to go? (laughs) And the rest of the Shirelles are pretty upset. What the hell's wrong with you, bird? Why'd you stop, bird? And yes, that is Grand Bush from Die Hard, Street Fighter, and Demolition Man. Hmm. Yes, that is Robert Townsend, the comedian, producer, and meteor man. Hmm. And yes, it is Malachi Williamson from Heat, Con Air, and that is Bubba from Forrest Gump. Oh, I thought it was the guy from The Crow that said, what the crap? (laughs) <laughs> and those are the Shirelles like the Shirelles did well for themselves yes. uh-huh. <laughs> like, they did better than the Shirelles in this fictional universe yeah. the Shirelles I is mean, a girl sh- band name and these are gentlemen it should have a gentleman name I mean I would argue that one or two of the Shirelles rival, rival um, Di- uh, Diane Lane as in fame here <laughs> maybe like just saying alright and they're like wait a minute aren't you well a name and they're like, hey, we're a band, but we're good. We're real good. And Billy jumps in and goes, shut the fuck up, okay? I'm the manager. I booked the deals, okay? And they're like, I oh, asshole. asshole. And yeah. Ellen's like, hey, I man. I thought that was Rick Moranis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he always like a cool dude. Did someone decapitate Audrey too? What the hell's wrong with you? Well, he's the gatekeeper. <laughs> and she tells him, hey, you know, I know it's like to just, uh, you know. Because they're like, we just can't out. seem to find the right gigs. Right. You need an opening act? We'd love to be your opening act. Which honestly is a good move for the Shirelles is a big famous rock star right there. Yeah. Hey, you need to open yeah. act? I mean, we won't tell anybody you fucking kidnapped us. Their songs are better <laughs> than her songs. Okay, we're gonna get to that. Alright, so the Shirelles tell McCoy if they have any chance to getting out of town, it's gonna be this way. And she's like, Well, how much of a chance? And he's like, Slim and none. <laughs> uh just then McCoy's like, Oh great, this is a bad part of town. A few years back I got thrown in jail. Because I wouldn't pay off the cops. This is called foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. All right. And for some reason, we cut to McCoy changing a tire. We don't need to know why, but evidently, they got a fucking flat. I guess we have to establish for sure, for sure, that she was in the motorcade and can drive and <laughs> fix any vehicle. Yeah, because just for, for no She's reason. She's no Mary Sue. <laughs> Look, the Shirelles are a little girly. They obviously can't change a tire. Tom Cody can't change the tire well, because he's, he's got to he's got to stand but watch why with the gun. Even have to have and a you know tire? that Ellen Aim and Fish. Billy Fish have never yeah. changed a tire in their lives. Nah. Well. So McCoy's changing the tire. Baby Doll is talking to Ellen about how great she is at writing her songs and doing her songs. And Ellen looks annoyed. She's like, look, 
I don't write the songs. Yeah, I just sing Billy them. Billy gets them, he buys them, steals them. I don't know. I just sing them. And Baby Doll's like, but when you sing them, you make them your own. Isn't that the way it works? And she's like, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, Billy tells Tom that he needs to, you know, he knows that they used to be a thing. But he needs to get you over that and get used to the fact that he's with her now. They used to be hot and heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. So Tom gets a little annoyed by this and grabs Billy by the, the suit. He says, the only problem with kicking your ass is it'd be too easy. And lets him go. And now Billy tries to save face because he's a little embarrassed because everybody just saw Tom Cody punk him. What and he's mean? like, keep your hands off the suit, pal. <laughs> <laughs> that ridiculous suit. <laughs> and then he walks past McCoy and he's like, hurry up changing that tire. Like, oh, poor Rick Moranis. I always felt bad for him, too, yeah. in this scene here. I always felt bad until I read the trivia, and now I don't feel so bad. Because he, well, in the trivia, we find out that Rick Moranis was a gave Michael Parry a hard time because he was just being like a comedian. He was a dick and Moranis. And just like, yeah, he seemed like he him. was a dick Moranis and maybe kind of bullied Michael Parry because he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, yeah. which he, which is what Michael Parry said. He's he like, said he I wasn't sharp best. enough to, with, yeah. um, with comebacks. Rick's witty enough. So, he would be like, I don't you think some people like that will do that just to try to like build camaraderie. It's like, ah, hey, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, go fuck yourself. And evidently he couldn't do that. I don't know. Feels or like it's the character. They're not supposed yeah. to get along. I don't know. Feels like he's a bit of he was a, di- a bit of a dick moranis. Yeah, he was a dick moranis. Anyway, so we cut to the bus and we get together forever will be as one. This is our countdown to love. Mm. Whoa. Tony, come on, jump in. Uh, yeah. Tony doesn't sing. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, she's American. <laughs> <laughs> you said he didn't sing. God, that's never going to go away. Mm. <gasps> it's going to be like the Sweeney Todd shit. Six episodes from now, we're still going to just be going, He's For the American. record, no, I started that Sweeney Todd shit back in Jack Frost 1. <laughs> I know, I know. The funniest shit. Please listen to that, listeners. So, that's, so that, that's, that's a thing. All right, so just as the song ends, like the fucking last note hits, wow, roadblock. And like, oh, shit, there's a roadblock and it's some cops. Some cops. There's like 20 cops. Yeah, so. That's all the cops. So Tom tells the girls, get down in the back. Um, Fish, here's the deal. Me and you work for the Sorrells. And Billy's like, oh, I got this. I'm going to talk us through. Don't worry. I think I got to be a genius. I know what we're talking about here. I got this right here. That does seem like a job for Billy the Fish. It does. No, it's not, not the fish. Just Sorry, the fish. I don't know why. Billy the Fish. <laughs> Stop adding the. That's a SpongeBob SquarePants character. Stop <laughs> adding the to everything. What was his last name? The cowboy. You know, like, you know, like the Flash Gordon? Yeah. <laughs> Billy the Fish. Billy the Fish. <laughs> Shot a man one time just to watch him die. <laughs> well, you don't think that Flash Gordon's real first Flash name is Gordon? Flash? Like that his parents named him Flash? <laughs> He's Flash the Gordon. <laughs> All right, anyway, so two cops come on board. And wait a minute. Is that David Silver's dad from 90210? Is it? And wait a minute. Is that the other guy? Was that Johnny Cage's sensei in Mortal Kombat? Oh, shit. Why, yes, That's yes, fun. it is. <laughs> now, the David Silver's dad thing, he was in um, Eddie and the Cruisers and Eddie the Cruisers too. So, I don't know, maybe they're friends with Michael Parr. Yeah, the, the other guy was in... A bunch of stuff. So many things I couldn't even put yeah, down. Yeah, he's, he's just been at a if bunch of stuff. If it was a television show, he was on it. The funniest thing that I thought uh, that I came up with in his IMDb was Mortal Kombat. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. yep, that's an off-the-wall yeah. reference because he was barely in that. But anyway, the cops, you know, um, McCoy's... You get mad when I do that. Yes, mm-hmm. but I'm doing it in a different form. Um, so the <laughs> McCoy is doing the bus driver, and she's like, what's going on, guys? You know, I'm, I'm the bus driver for the Shirelles. And the cops are like, who? And he goes, you know, the Shirelles, the music singers. You know them. And they're like, no, we don't know them. 
Like, well, what are you stopping us for? Well, some guys blew up the battery. And just then, Billy's like, oh, hey, you know, if anybody blew up the torches and the battery there, they deserve a medal. He goes, you guys are obviously doing something real important. We got to get somewhere. So you're going to let us through or we got to come down to some kind of financial arrangement. So he tries to use, um, you know, tries to negotiate, but he rolls a two. <laughs> Doesn't so work out. he pays off the cops and they're like, wait a minute, you guys were too quick to buy us off. Everybody off the bus. Just then Tom racks a shotgun, which I think is the scariest sound in the world. Yeah. <laughs> because now you have a shotgun pointed at your face. Yes. And he's like, all right, here's what's going to happen here. We're all going to walk up this bus like there's nothing wrong. And the cops walk down, and just then, he throws him on the ground. And McCoy comes out, puts a gun, everybody on the ground! And all the cops shoot him dead. I no. was like, don't they all have guns? <laughs> all the cops were startled. They were all drinking coffee and shit. <laughs> and they get startled and like, everybody get down on the ground! And McCoy has a great line here. She's like, get on the ground. Some of you guys got some really nice asses. Be a, it'd be a real shame if I had to blow them off. She's going around <laughs> taking all their guns yeah. and right, tossing right, 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 right. Which would, you would do. Which, would you toss them or would you just collect them in a sack and toss them like 10 feet down the road? Because if I throw them in a ditch, as soon as I walk away, I'm going to go get the gun out of the ditch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just then, McCoy, uh, McCoy's holding everybody down. Tom starts fucking shooting all the cop cars, these Studebakers, with a shotgun, and they explode. These are incendiary rounds. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot. Okay, it's custom. Guys, it's custom. These are custom. So all the things... and the, come um, from LexCorp. <laughs> and the... Uh, the Sorrells are, are, cheering, are cheering because of the, the cops. I didn't mention it, but they use a derogatory term. Oh, they do. That's and, right. So they're, woo! And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, Tom, stop shooting the car. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so they all hop on the bus and they go. And they're all very loud. And Tom's like, shut up! McCoy! Turn on, we got dumped the bus! I don't know why he sounded like Drunk Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> and the gang is now on the move and the gang has gotten bigger because now all four Sorrells are in the gang. <laughs> She has baby doll. So, well, baby doll had joined last scene, so now she's old hat at this point. We almost got a couple of the cops in on it. (laughs) But they were, they just, you know, just just missed it. So after being, after kidnapping the Sorrells, they're like, fuck it, let's join the gang. (laughs) And they get on a train. And the Sorrells are pissed because everything was on that bus. Why'd you stop, bird? (laughs) And they lost all their clothes, all their sheet music, all their stuff. And now we're back in town. And the gang walks into the police station. And everyone, and I mean everyone in the fucking state, shows up to see that Ellen is back. Because yeah. the battery is in a different state. Right. <laughs> it's, it's ten hours away. <laughs> Unless this state is Texas. <laughs> or Alaska. They're leaving it's a state. Somewhere between 20 minutes and three days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, well... Maybe they had bad gas mileage. I don't know. That bus didn't look like it was very efficient. All right. So anyway, Reva sees everybody's back. And, you know, she pushes her way through and hugs Tom. She's like, cut it out. I'm fine. How's your windows? (laughs) So Billy tells Ed that Ellen is tired and she's been roughed up. That you never should have came to this town. It's the shits. And the police dude is like, or no, Reva's like, is, is that, that how, how you, you really feel, feel about Ellen? And he's, she's like, I do want to get out of here. She's like, I guess so. Fuck this place. And she's just like, I just want to tell you that I hate you for taking money to come get me. She's just pissed at Tom because he doesn't want her. Right. <laughs> Enough. Well, she's an 18-year-old girl. Give her some fucking credit. No, she's <laughs> apparently 28. So she's like, fuck this place. I want to leave because she's pissed at Tom. Not because she hates where she came from. So Ellen and Billy... Just miss one of Raven's goons, because I swear it. Fucking two seconds later, he's sitting outside. 
Yeah. <laughs> and Ed walks up to him, and Raven wants a meeting. So we cut to the meeting with Raven and Ed. He says he wants to nail Cody's head to the road underneath the sign with Elaine's name on it. Just to show you how a nice guy, I'm only coming to town with two of my men. <laughs> then he tells Ed, do your job, man. Keep the peace. That's some stone cold shit to say to someone right there. All right. And we're back at the diner. <laughs> and uh, McCoy wants to go to the bar. But Tom's like, nah, I don't want to. Because she wants to, you know, start a fight with Clyde. Hmm. I think she likes Clyde. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit? A little, little hibbity-dibbity? Maybe. All right. Anyway. So Tom tells her, hey, I'll pay you later when I get the money. She's like, get the money? I did real good out there. And he just wants to hear it. You know, you did a good job. And McCoy's like, no. I mean, Tom's like, no, no. He's like, tell. I don't give out medals. Yeah. <laughs> so McCoy tells... Positive reinforcement is an important tool yes, of a good it boss. Is. <laughs> and also, completely unrelated. Hey, good job on emptying that dishwasher. <laughs> oh! Positive John, reinforcement. John hid the butter dish. As in, <laughs> as in I washed it. <laughs> I'm like, where is the butter dish? And I looked through the dishwasher... Four times over the Without course of a empty. couple of days <laughs> for this butter dish because I couldn't find it anywhere. He put it in the silverware holder. <laughs> I had to empty the whole dishwasher in order to locate the butter dish. <laughs> I was real Sweet irritated about it. He tricked me. It was a, it was a butter dish trap. Well well Thank you. Thank you. All right. So McCoy tells Reva, Elm was right. Your brother is a jerk. Well, she's not wrong. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, All <laughs> evidence points to yes. Like, yeah, true. Facts. Reba should have been like, agreed. He's like, I'm pretty also, sure Reba also, knows. he used to be hot and heavy with that. <laughs> I've heard that. That's what I hear. Reba's window does seem to be fixed. on the street. Though. Yeah, the but window is like fixed. there's pieces of wood in it. Uh, don't worry or about are that. they gone now? Because they were there earlier. Yeah. Don't worry about that. It's called continuity. They were fixing the window, and the window's fixed. All right. So we cut to Tom and Reba. Yeah, there are no plot holes in this movie. <laughs> None. So Tom and Reba are talking, and he she tells him, "Look, I didn't send you to go get um, Ellen because she looks good on stage. I care about you." It's like, wait, what? It's like no one was better but for you than her. Yeah, Reba has been shipping them hard. Yeah, she's like, like no. this sister goes the extra mile. Yeah. I called you because I knew you could save her, and then you guys could be together because you need to be together. And get back to being hot and heavy, and someone's <laughs> got to pay off this diner. And she's got money. It's true. <laughs> the windows are windows not cheap. cheap. Yeah, <laughs> diner's got a lot of windows, Jack. Yeah, she's on. She's on team Talon, not team Felon. Yeah. <laughs> Tom and Ellen and, oh, I guess. Fish like, and Ellen. Yeah, I don't want you with that raven. Never more. <laughs> so Ed shows up and tells Tom, uh, Raven wants to fight. But I'm ordering you out of town. That's one way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> He's, well, he didn't tell him he wants to nail his head in no, no. <laughs> That'd be kind of morbid. But I'm ordering you out of town. I'm not going to sit here while some two assholes try to fight each other. And when Raven gets here, I'm throwing him in jail. And if you're not gone, I'm going to throw your ass in jail right next to Raven. It's like, well, then they're going to fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd separate them. <laughs> anyway, so we cut to Tom, and he goes to Ellen's room. 
Mm-hmm. And he knocks on the door, and you hear, come in, which every rock star is like, yeah, come on in. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> every rock star who's recently been kidnapped. kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> come on in. Well, should have been fucking And has guards. people just randomly following her around. And we, speaking of, you know, it's Baby Doll's just hanging out. And Tom calls her out on it. Why are you still here? And Baby Doll's like, oh, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's okay. And Billy's like, I know why you're here. I'm mad of my word here. And he opens the drawer and pulls out ten grand. Ten grand in cash and hands it to Tom. And he says, Hey, once you get a taste of what that money buys you, you'll see I'm with, uh, with all the stroke around here. Maybe you'll give me some respect. Be a lot nicer to him. No. No. And Tom's counting the money. And he walks over to Ellen and says, No one ever had a handle on me the way you did, babe. I mean, back in the days, you think you're worth it, but not anymore. Hurtful? What? Hurtful. <laughs> Billy's like, Where the hell do you get off talking to her like that? And he takes nine grand and throws it at him. And it hits the floor. No one even looks at it. I'm like, Hey, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, This is the grand I over- that I promised McCoy. You can keep the rest. And he walks out. Just then, the fish doesn't even pick it up. Which, why does he tell her she's not even worth anything and then doesn't take the money? You get the impression he kind of needs some money, too. Well, for this part right here. Well, none of these people have jobs, like, except the one singer and fish. And fish. That's not true. Um, Clyde has a job. And Reva. Okay. Reva owns a diner. <laughs> okay, okay. And McCoy makes boats. <laughs> <laughs> Baby boats. Baby boats, yeah. No, she works on them. She repairs boats. Oh. Just Maybe that. she could go work for that mechanic slash gun runner. So Ellen looks at Billy and says, I'm sorry, Billy. She forgot to say it's over, but she said, I'm sorry, Billy. Grabs a coat and runs out after Tom. Mm. Now it's pouring rain. We gotta get the kiss in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's sexier that way because it's, they're wet. <laughs> moist. Definitely moist. <laughs> All right. So she, Tom, Ellen chases after Tom and says, what did I do that was so wrong? Um, you're the one who left and joined the army. You didn't even write me a letter. And Tom has this moment of clarity where he goes, shit, she's right. How do I get out of this? I'm a jerk. I'm an asshole. I'll he, kiss her. So, yeah. He grabs her <laughs> and kisses her in the rain. And then um, they have a little uh, hunk of chunka or maybe hibbity-dibbity. He, she definitely scopes out his tally whacker. She sees the tally and the whacker. Mm-hmm. He All brings right. her to his premises and then, and then he enters hers. Yeah, he and then they get... Hot and heavy, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, turn well you know, she's cold because of all the rain, so he's got a warm mm, yeah, he does. Well, he checks the temperature with his thermometer. Oh. <laughs> so we're at the bar. McCoy's drinking. And it becomes sheets of fire. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Tom shows up and gives her the grand the Yoser and says, hey, he needs to talk to you about Ellen. And they're outside walking, talking. We learned that, uh, you know, McCoy had a boyfriend once and she cheated on him all the time. But he and tells her she did a good job. So they've made up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and Tom, a grand for riding on a bus with me and pointing a gun at me. I mean, she did. I have a bomber territory. Yeah. And she infiltrated. Went in the I held a, a card game at gunpoint, sir. A good very job. dangerous card game. I said, good. Buy some conditioner. Because <laughs> your hair looks like Yeah It's, it's out there anyway. You're like you've been Ming the merciless prisoner For a week Stop Whoa. getting the crimpy perm yeah. <laughs> Alright so Tom tells McCoy Hey hey it was another time another <laughs> It was Tom tells McCoy That he needs her help 
with uh, Ellen. He's got to do something he doesn't want to do. Mommy rules. He does something he doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. So yes, he does. he does. Something he if he wanna didn't want to do it, then he wouldn't have done it. He wanted to do it. It just makes him uncomfortable because he knows he's an asshole. Asshole. <laughs> Agreed. That checks out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he kept throwing people through his sister's window <laughs> and stealing cars. <laughs> All right. On the train, Ellen is with Tom and McCoy. And they stop. And she's like, hey, this isn't Bayside. And Tom knocks her out and the best part you probably didn't notice this was you look at McCoy McCoy is legitimately shocked she's like oh shit because he fucking dicked her and he and he catches her and she um catches Ellen he, he's like he knocks her out he punches her in the yeah. head yeah, yeah. Knocks, her he out. knocks her the fuck out he decked her I was like I was with McCoy like oh my god what the fuck is happening alright McCoy says get her to base I forgot side. he did that and she says whatever tough guy like, she does not approve. No, nobody does. <laughs> yeah, nobody should. <laughs> so, have we cut to Tom who's getting, he's trying to get back to the Richmond, and the conductor's reading a book, and yes, that is the lady from Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you weren't going to go over everything. <laughs> she was also the judge. Like, I don't want to tell you who everybody's in it, but the key grip <laughs> was the same one from the Dark Crystal. Oh, I got a little more for this one. This lady was also the judge in anger management. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, totally she was. <laughs> Wait, you were the fan of where the world was Carmen San Diego? No, I didn't watch it. Like, oh, well, I guess I'm you were probably. Old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway she tells him that the bombers have gone crazy and sealed off the Richmond. All right, so we cut to the bomber showing up with Raven and two more men, just as promised. Ed has a lot of guys and a lot of guns. And Clyde is there for no reason. He says, I want to see this. Because Clyde like, is a little movie. bit of a busybody. A little bit. Yeah. So Ed tells Raven, there is, no, there is no showdown. Tom is gone, and so is the girl. Ed, get off your bike, Raven. You're going to jail. And Raven's like, you know, I'm not too crazy about jails, chief. And he pulls out an air horn. Awesome. And you hear, just then, I don't know, conservatively saying a thousand bombers? <laughs> Look like Hawkman from Flash Gordon. On these fucking every bikes. bomber that wasn't previously murdered by Cody and McCoy the night yeah. before. You ever or seen, six days ago. I don't know. What is this time frame? Have you ever seen an overhead shot of Sturgis? Motorcycle yeah, I was going to say Sturgis. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> they all show up. I mean, there's guys on fucking chariots, yeah. dudes in the back of, like, Jeeps. I feel like they didn't have enough guys, so they went over to where they were filming Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome and just grabbed a couple of people. I actually think that guy who, who also was in Weird Science was in the back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So this freaks out Clyde, who says, oh, shit, and runs away. Yeah. Smart. Raven tells Ed, he told Tom he can get a lot of guns. Just then, Billy shows up for... I don't know why he the fuck he's there. Billy should have been gone. Yeah. But Billy's still in town for whatever reason. And he pushes through all the police and they just let him. And he goes right up to Raven and says, Who do you think you are? You can't come to any town you want. Just take whoever you want. And one of Raven's goons looks at him and knocks him out. Yes. <laughs> I was already. Right and I was just thinking, why don't the police arrest him? Well, the thousand guys with guns behind him. <laughs> just then, amazingly, Tom shows up in the Roadmaster's um, Mercury. Raven, uh, he gets out, and of course, he takes off his jacket. What is he wearing? Sleeveless shirt. <laughs> Pants up to his belly button. <laughs> Suspenders. Uh, like all badasses wear. 
<laughs> I mean, you gotta be badass to rock that. Raven it's takes off power move. Raven. Raven takes off his leather jacket to reveal his leather <laughs> blouse. That's the only way you can describe this thing. It's got it's like, like buttons the, everywhere. It's like the Seinfeld puffy shirt in but leather. But made out of leather. <laughs> and he tells Tom, oh, I've got something even, special just for us. Looks like something Lita, Lita Ford would wear. God, yeah. Where that might have been Lita Ford. <laughs> even get one of those crafted. That, oh, that's cost- custom. <laughs> Who is the costume designer on this? Hey, my birthday's coming. Don't mind it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's what you're getting. I, let me take one of your Christmas presents back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so he pulls out a sledgehammer and they give one to Raven and one to Tom. And Tony says, sledgehammer fight. And I know what you're thinking. Like, There's not going to be a sledgehammer fight. I know Ooh. what you're thinking. They're going to take them and start clanging them together. No. no, no, nay, nay. They have a sledgehammer fight. Sledgehammer so fight. So the costume designer was one Marilyn Vance. Sledgehammer. And her best known <laughs> credits were The Rocketeer, Mystery Men, The Untouchables. Good. That's a good That's one. A good you know one. who's in that, yeah. Kevin Costner. Mm. Oh, and Pretty Woman. Okay. Those are her top four, all for costume design. Huh. Mm. All right. So after the big fight. So there's and there's at one point the the sledgehammers get caught together yeah. and you can see William Defoe is doing some really good acting and facial acting but Tom mm-hmm. Cody just kind of looks like he's trying not to poop. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, and Raven loses his hand. <gasps> and she was the costume designer on the Last Boy Scout. Great. Welcome back to the podcast. She made this $800 pants. Yeah. She has a thing about leather. Yeah. All right. So. And Hudson Hawk. Great. Let's nice. let that go. So it looks like Tom. And the Adventures Elaine, of can you please? <laughs> too. Sorry. Oh, God. So now instead of hitting Raven in the face with a sledgehammer. He and throws, ending it. Yeah, and ending it. He throws the sledgehammer down. And Raven clenches both fists, yells like a Chinese standoff, mm-hmm. and tackles Tom on top of his own guy's motorcycles. Yes. And then they keep knocking each other into motorcycles. Yes. Well, there's plenty of them. Yeah, there is. <laughs> and it's a pretty, you know, good fist fight. Everybody's yeah. getting licks in. You, you Lot win, of haymakers in this Lots fight. Lots of haymakers. Lots of haymakers. But at the end, Tom hits him real good and spins Raven around, who doesn't fall down, who sits there and looks, he's breathing real heavy. Yeah. Tom walks over, gives him a push. Raven falls down. Fight over. Fight over. Just then, all of the townspeople who have shown back up with guns point them. Because when Clive ran away, he, he didn't run guns. away yeah. in terror. He ran away to get back. <laughs> he got the local militia that just appears for this one scene. Because if all these people had guns, do you think they would have been terrorized by the bombers this whole time? And it's a good thing. Questions. No. It's a good thing that all these guys have guns. Otherwise, the bombers would have killed them all. And they point the guns at the bombers and the lead henchman bomber guy number two who knocked yeah number two who knocked out Rick Moranis mm-hmm. says let's get out of here and they pick up Raven they put him on the back of the jeep and they drive away leaving Raven's motorcycle there Ooh, which is highly explosive spoils of war which is highly explosive and we um, and we cut to the movie and it's a it's a classic right there in the Shirelles you mean to the to the stage? You said we cut to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to the movie, and we the Shirelles are music. on stage. Yeah, we cut to the music, and they're performing this little ditty. Which people... I know what you're thinking. This is from that movie. Yes. Yes, yes it is. And they moonwalk. They are very Michael Jackson esque, but this was 1984. Everybody was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Especially Alfonso Ribeiro. <laughs> and backstage, 
Billy runs into Tom, and he says he isn't going to get in the way of Ellen, of him and Ellen. Tom says, uh, she needs you a lot more than she needs me. And He's like, good, can I get that 9000 <laughs> <laughs> I was just showing off. And Billy says, thanks. They do the Casablanca ending. Yep. Um, so Tom leaves in his first dramatic exit <laughs> and runs into Ellen. Ellen has no signs of a facial scar because Tom did not want to hit her. He held back. But she should have had a black eye. Yes, That's what I said. I was like, where is her black eye? She asks him, you just going to run out? Tom says, you know how it is. You're going places with you singing and stuff, and I ain't the kind of guy to carry guitars for you. But if you ever need anything, I'll be there. Send up the Tom signal. <laughs> he kisses her. And Send he him goes. a teletype. He'll show up. <laughs> and, Tom goes, and Tom has his second dramatic exit. Mm. So now, Ellen hits the stage. And she's singing tonight is what it means to be young. And Tom is watching from the side, the side, the stage there. Side stage. And has his third dramatic lead. <laughs> and at this point, the Shirelles join Ellen and the attackers on stage. And you think this is a good place to end But no, no, nay, nay. McCoy is outside, rolls up in the Roadmaster's uh, Mercury, mm -hmm. and she tells Tom, hey, some guy just left it on the street, you know, finders keepers. <laughs> That's not how that works. No. No. But maybe, it is maybe, maybe in this dimension. Maybe in this place. <laughs> it is if you're Tom Cody. <laughs> yeah. But then um, Tom joins McCoy, and they leave in Tom's fourth traumatic exit. <laughs> Of the movie. They drive off into the sunset. So this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. They drive off into This the is the beginning of a beautiful McCoy and Cody buddy cop yeah. franchise. Would have been a great trilogy. Too bad it didn't happen. Yeah, it's a shit. Yeah, that's the shits. <laughs> so what did you think? Tony. Oh, let's see. Favorite character, Raven, because Willem Dafoe is awesome. <laughs> okay. In everything. He gets really bad when we don't pick the bad guy, but then he often picks the bad guy as his favorite character. Well, Raven didn't really do anything. What did he do? He kidnapped, he the, kidnapped girl. the girl. Kidnapped, that's not even a problem in this town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cody. You're allowed to kidnap anyone you want. If you find a if you find a vehicle, it's yours, and nobody's ever heard of belts. These are the laws. <laughs> Tony has cracked the code. <laughs> the least favorite character is Tom, because if he was any more boring, I would use him to go to sleep at night. <laughs> My favorite line was, we're going to play a game called Lights Out. And then she fucking knocks him out. That was so cool. Uh, my favorite scene was uh, basically what, what John was saying when Willem Dafoe is, just looks at him and he has that mean look and he pulls out the fucking air horn and calls the fucking Hawkman in. <laughs> and then they have a sledgehammer fight. Yes. A fucking sledgehammer fight. My favorite tertiary object was the $17 million they spent on neon lights. There's a <laughs> no, reason, the 80s, those were there. There's a re reason neon lights are not around anymore. It's because they used them all in this movie. Uh, let's see, was that it? Do, 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 do. I will. Yay. <laughs> I liked this movie. Uh, you liked the movie more than you're supposed really? to. Really? I liked it, <laughs> but it's a light yay. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take a light yay. I'll take a light yay. <laughs> Because you end up watching, liking this movie more than you're supposed to. Yeah. You go last. Go ahead, Carly. <laughs> All right. My favorite character was the Shirelles. Nice. My least favorite character was Billy Fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah My favorite scene was the infiltration of Torchies and the rescue of Ellen. 
I just like the cutting back and forth between all the people there. My favorite tertiary object, or my favorite line, sorry, was when McCoy said, you know, some of you guys got some cute little asses. Be a real shame if I had to blow them off. <laughs> and That's my a good line. favorite tertiary object was Tom's voice, and I would like to use that to put me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you should get the Eddie and the Cruiser soundtrack. Maybe. <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. Eddie 2, not so it. much. You know, Eddie and the Cruiser 2, Eddie does he, st- he Does he sing the music for Eddie? No, and the no, 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 no. <laughs> he doesn't sing. But but I, it's a voice that I recognized and was like, no. I know this guy it's, from um, somewhere. Uh, it was not his face that I recognized. Who did the, um, the closing song for Cobra? Nuh-uh. Yeah. Wow. All circles back around. Yeah, who sounds just like Bruce Springsteen. Okay. He's very Bruce Springsteen. I was going to say, it sounds just like Bruce Springsteen. But I will say, I enjoyed talking about this movie more than watching it. I did not care for it. See, I'll take a minute. I'm going to give it an A. (laughs) That's all right. Go ahead, Elaine. Okay, my favorite character is McCoy. From Star Trek? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. My least favorite character is Ellen. I just can't. Um, My... Favorite line is when uh, they're joyriding in the freshly stolen car and Reva says, Tom, come on, slow down. And Tom goes, Reva, there's no point in stealing a car if you're not going to ring it out, which I thought was funny. Um, My favorite uh, scene is the sledgehammer fight. I like how Raven gets a whooping. And my favorite tertiary object is the very confusing patent leather waders. I have been baffled by that choice of pants since I was a small child. Um, just, I almost picked the pants, just all the pants, but I, I just don't want to watch this movie. But I don't hate it quite as much as I did when I was a child. When I was a small child, I felt it was like a form of torture <laughs> and now it's just something I have no interest in so I'm going to give it a very mild yay instead of the emphatic oh. instead of the emphatic yay I would have given it when I was 12 are you sure because you wrote it under nay I mean oh I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't say yay, yay. I meant nay Oh, no, no, you said yay. You said yay. Like, write it down. I haven't slept in two days. You said yay. You have no, to write it I down. No, I said nay. I meant nay. She I'm sorry. I meant sorry. Nay. That's why I was so shocked. I thought you were no, going to say I meant mild nay. nay. <laughs> a mild yes. nay. It's not the emphatic nay of I hate this. It's just that <laughs> I'm just nay. not interested in this. It's okay. a nay. I'm sorry. Ooh, oh, God. You okay. shocked me there for so, a yeah. <laughs> I did not actually sleep today. I tried. And she's still talking and keeping her from sleeping. It's your turn, John. So my favorite character is Tom. I know. Because (laughs) those those pants are are amazing. They are. They have superpowers. Uh, The pants are like from a Depression era movie. I thought it was from the movie Witness. (laughs) My least favorite character is the stripper in in the bar. Yeah, goes with the Gozerian because... I think it's because I've seen this when I was a young child. My mother was in the room. It always made me very uncomfortable when this scene is on. And she's stripping makes me very uncomfortable, and I don't until to this day. Not as much, but well, because it's out of nowhere. Yeah. Like they could just be hanging around yeah. being gremlins, but or she could just be table. dancing on the bar. Yeah. She doesn't need to be a stripper. It's, just, it's an extra it's level of. Mm-hmm. It's just because yeah. it's an eighties movie, and there has to yeah. be boobies in them. Yeah, it's the law. <laughs> I think Carly's cracked the code. <laughs> but there was no training montage. No, no anyway. Well, um, everybody's no already robots. trained. We talk about that. We should have seen <laughs> Sam or Sam Cody. Tom, Tom Cody. Tom Cody do a couple of push-ups at least. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, my favorite scene is when 
Tom meets Raven for the first time on the Streets of Fire. Mm-hmm. And the patent leather waiters. That's a good one. Yep. Um, my favorite line is, Tom Cody, has your hammer hanging? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you need to say that more often. When, fellas, when you meet another guy, ask him how their hammer's hanging. <laughs> And if they don't answer, you have a sledgehammer fight with them. Yeah. Immediately. Uh, My favorite tertiary object is Clive's hair. (laughs) Because the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Or all the haircuts. Everybody's hair. Yeah, or the haircuts, because William Defoe's is nice, too. And I will give this a a strong yay. Mm -hmm. Write it down on the yay section. I did. I already put you down. All right. Carly? Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Twitter at unmovie podcast on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs and you can email unmovie podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us if you've seen this movie what you thought. Um next time on the podcast is Tony's pick. Oh shit. <laughs> you better fix them up. I'm gonna do 2006 Nathan Fillion and Elizabeth Banks Slither. Ah. I do like Nathan Fillion. I don't mind Elizabeth Banks, but I've never actually seen Slither. I haven't either. But its title creeps me out. Yeah. It's Thanks, Tony. Don't Thank watch this. Are there night. lizard men? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, are there are there men in costumes that are made to look like lizard men no. that have eyeballs in their mouth? They're, now tell me that this song is not better than the Flash Gordon song. Really? <laughs> this is this is a better song. But yeah. Flash Gordon is so iconic. Yeah. Only because and, it's and he saved every one of us. Only that's only so good because if you sang it, like mm-hmm. I, I have no problem saying a Queen is a is a better singer I would than Dan Hartman. Hear this song and then hear them sing Flash, and then we can really compare. Them. Whoa, <laughs> well that'll be fun. But you know, friends, look forward to that. We're doing in an alternate universe. <laughs> we'll do a little comparison. Another time, here. another place. <laughs> For our next rock and roll fable. <laughs>